You're listening to the Bible teachings of Reality Church Stockton. For more info, please visit our website at realitystockton.com. Our text today is taken from Acts chapter 11, beginning in verse 19. Now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists also, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Well, you may expect that Barnabas, a particular leader in the church of Jerusalem, that when he came to Antioch, that the grace of God would be something that he heard. That he would hear it, especially since we're told that it came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem. So these verses are setting us, the reader, up for something. They're setting us up and getting us waiting to see the evidence of God's goodness in things like words spoken by the Antioch church, truths being declared, doctrine that is clearly defined on paper. And it's never anything less than this. We tell the truth of God's grace. We speak of the undeserved favor and kindness that God has given us through his son, Jesus Christ. We proclaim, we sing, we share, we testify. We speak of this stuff. But it's more than what's heard. Look at me again in verse 23. It says, when he came and what? Saw. Isn't that interesting? When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. In other words, keep going, church. Keep it up. So the grace of God, the goodness of God was something that was visible. It was evident. He went to hear about it and he left having seen it. That's good. (laughs) That's real good. He went to hear it. He left having seen it. So in the first century church in Antioch, Jesus was being exalted. People were trusting in Jesus Christ. Lives were being changed Leaders were being raised up. Missionaries were being sent out into various parts of Asia Minor and beyond. Um, Ethnic and cultural divides were being crossed. And it was evident that the hand of God was at work within this community. It was not all talk. It was real. And it was transformative. A pastor named Ray Ortland said that the mark of a true church is both gospel doctrine and gospel culture, what you hear, but also what is seen and what is felt in the church. So first, Christian churches must uphold the truth of God as presented in the gospel and speak 
of this truth? How are they to believe unless they have heard the good news of the gospel? The gospel is the good news that God, the creator of all things, loves us. And he's come to us to rescue us from sin, Satan, and death. And to bring us into a renewed life within his everlasting kingdom where we are intended to flourish with him in joy forever. He did this by sending his son Jesus Christ to live, to die sacrificially, to rise on the third day and ascend to the right hand of God on our behalf so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be reconciled and made right with God and so that our lives and communities could be restored. And as a gift and a guarantee, we were given the Holy Spirit to empower our lives, to live changed lives that bless the world around us as we await Jesus' return to make all things new. This is good news, amen? And this is the good news that we speak of and we sing of and we celebrate and we tell. It's too good not to tell. But this gospel of grace is not abstract or theoretical knowledge. The apostle Paul would say in in 1 Corinthians 4, for the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. This isn't all talk, guys. This is power. It's life-changing goodness. It's embodied truth. Jesus rose from the grave bodily. He formed a very real church by the power of the Holy Spirit. We await the day where we will live with him in eternity in a very real and a renewed world. Not as disembodied spirits floating on clouds. But living the human experience that we were always intended to live. There is nothing abstract about God's grace. Nothing abstract about this. The gospel that we trust forms a clear and a tangible environment among a community of believers, not just for the sake of individual souls, but for the sake of all God's people, for the sake of communities. And these distinct characteristics that the Spirit brings about in us does two distinct things. It becomes life-giving for those who are within the church, and it becomes living proof for those who are not here yet. And as Ray Ortland went on to put it, the test of a gospel-centered church is its doctrine on paper plus its culture in practice. When the doctrine is clear and the culture is beautiful, that church will be powerful. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of powerful church I desire to be as a reality church. Amen? So what I want to do, um, I want to highlight the beauty that God has developed in this church over the course of this last calendar year, 2023, clear, tangible evidences of grace that he, God, has developed among us. There are countless stories that I will not be able to share today because there are too many to tell and because maybe there are some that are sensitive stories. But what I want to do is I just want to share a few stories of people, of things like friendships being formed, people coming to Christ, people returning to Christ, marriages being restored, single people committing themselves to joyful celibacy, God sustaining men and women through times of suffering, people rallying together for each other 
insane generosity and people growing deeper in their faith. So if you will, just bear with me for a moment. What I wanna do is I wanna share what God has done under three headings, because I need to organize my thoughts. And we're gonna, I wanna share these stories under these three headings, theological, relational, and missional. First, theologically. This year, we completed our first semester of discovering class, which is a new track in our discipleship pathway. This class is an intentional journey, learning timeless truths that are important for the church today, exploring a broad range of biblical, historical, and theological topics. We had an amazing turnout this first semester, our fall semester, and I can safely, I think I can speak on everyone's behalf, I can safely assume that everyone who participated grew in their faith And if you missed it, that's okay. A new semester is beginning in just about a month from today. So be looking for that sign-up coming. Additionally, our kids grew this year too. I love that picture right there. Um, The kids' ministry completed their first year of a brand new worship format where kids are being theologically stretched to grow in their knowledge of Christ. And they're being given opportunities to participate in a very robust liturgy which is preparing them for a lifelong discipleship. Your kids are learning algebra. Your kids, if they're in at least fifth grade, are probably smarter than you at this point. They're learning very complicated things in school. They can be stretched in their theological knowledge. They do not need to just be entertained. They need to be discipled and they are being discipled in our kids' ministry. I didn't think I'd get a clap for that one, but amen, all right. Additionally, the kids had a a really fun and encouraging vacation Bible school over the summer. We want to give a shout out and thanks to the many countless volunteers that made this happen over the summer. And then our youth group had a very positive year as they continued to meet regularly to study the word together to grow in their relationships with one another and to consume an insane amount of sugar together. This year, um, our youth, actually this year was the largest youth camp that our church has ever had with almost half of the kids in attendance from outside of the church. So amazing things that God is doing through the youth. Secondly, relationally, you guys still with me? This year was an encouraging season for reality, especially in terms of our relationships with one another, or of clear, tangible uh, involvement in each other's lives. Our small groups, which are our Bible studies and our community groups, continue to meet regularly. I heard countless stories of people that were connecting outside of their weekly structured night. The hope is that as groups meet on, say, a Wednesday night at 6.30, The hope is that the time that they spend there would be catalytic so that they are gathering together, getting together, texting one another, praying for one another, sharing life with one another outside of those structured nights. And God was causing that to happen in our church this year. One uh, shining story is one of the men's Bible studies at the end of the semester got together, drove up to the mountains to stay in the cabin, uh, stay in a cabin and spent uh, time fishing together and enjoying each other's company. Um, Our women's ministry had a great year. Word has it, this particular kickball tournament got pretty insane, pretty intense there. 
Uh, additionally, the women got together for a very successful wreath-making um, event just a couple weeks ago where a number of guests came and participated in that. Our kids ministry hosted a number of events for people to connect this year. One of those that had a special impact was our sim, uh, summer shindig. Try to say that a few times fast. Uh, which brought people together over the summer and created a place where visitors could come and participate as well. I heard about a lot of people inviting people to that event. Um, this was a year of caring for one another. Our deacons did a very excellent job of setting up meal trains so that families and individuals in the church could send meals or deliver meals to one another, particularly those who were going through significant changes in their lives or significant struggles. One of the most often uh, uh, events for meal trains were, were babies being born. By the way, we had six babies born in the church this last year. You can cheer for that. In terms of support and investment in the lives of others, we had the largest general giving year on record for our church. So reality has continued to grow in very tangible expressions of love and devotion by supporting this community generously. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Your heart is in this reality and it is so encouraging to observe. The Lord raised up leaders to serve and to love this congregation sacrificially. We had one new elder, Shane Chavez, as pictured there with his family, who was ordained earlier in November, and then one new deacon, Deacon Daniel Joe, appointed a couple weeks ago. And then one of our favorite things to experience as a church is we had eight baptisms over this year. There's just one picture of that happening. And then missionally, this year we were able to significantly expand our impact beyond the four walls of this church, partnering with and serving other local churches in Stockton, like Calvary Church Stockton, who about a year ago uh, sort of abruptly lost their pastor and they've been scrambling to continue on and we've been able to serve them and support them and pray for them and even uh, go serve through preaching and other various ways of being in their corner. Also by helping support a new church plant through a network that we're a part of called the Creek Collective, a church in Anaheim called Grace Redeemer, <laughs> lots of words here, Grace Redeemer Anaheim uh, with Pastor Sam No. that's him and his family. If you guys remember him coming up and preaching over the summer. We also had a record year in terms of money that was given away towards mission. So the church tithes on the tithes and offerings. What money comes in, we also give out as a church. So we were able to support together, support the work of the gospel across the nation through the Creek Collective, specifically planting churches in underserved neighborhoods throughout the United States, and then our continual support of other reality churches like Reality Honolulu, as well as our support of other ministries in our own city, like the work that various members have uh, carried out on UOP, University Pacific's campus, and then through Showered with Love, who has served more than 14,000 persons 
during the last calendar year, giving them showers and other hygiene needs, and then obviously serving warm food and coffee. Amen? So that just scratches the surface. I, I know for every celebrated story, there are countless untold stories of God's grace in our midst. And here's the reason for telling you all these things. My prayer is that you, what you've seen and what you've heard today would stir your heart for worship, but it would also grow your hope and your anticipation for what God is going to do in 2024. This next year, I want to urge you to not wait 365 more days until New Year's Eve 2024 to reflect on this next year. Don't wait till the very end to think back and like, oh, what has God done? And what are the things that he's been doing? Don't wait another year. As you see the work of God at, at work in your life and in the lives of other people in this community, celebrate it. Real time, encourage them, send a text message, pull them aside, say, I see God's hand at work in your life. I just notice what God has been doing and I wanna point it out just in case you may be missing it. Catch people caught up in the act of grace and rat them out. It's a sin to be proud, but it's not a sin to be proud of others. And point it out, celebrate. We've been saved by grace so that no one may boast but boast in the work of Jesus Christ. Boast in what God is doing in other people's lives. You cannot out-encourage someone. You can never encourage someone too much. Don't wait until later to point it out. Point it out right away. And may God open your eyes and open your ears to see his grace all around. We are surrounded by miracles. We are surrounded by the work of God. Barnabas was able to walk in and see the hand of God. And my hope and my prayer is that you would see and experience that same hand of God at work in Reality Church. May he continue to shape and form this community into something beautiful. God has been good to us in 2023. And guess what? He's not gonna quit on us now. He's not gonna stop. And we can thank him in advance for all the amazing things he's gonna do in and through this church in 2024, amen? I'd like to welcome up the worship team. We're, gonna, we're just gonna have an extended time of worship, celebration, praise this morning. What I wanna do is I wanna pray now and then I want to um, invite up those who are gonna be administering the Lord's table so that we can partake together. But first, let me pray. God, we are 